This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week's episode is going to be an According To Us advice episode, which means that we ask you guys to send us stuff that you need advice on. Honestly, Yeah, I was honestly kind of surprised. Sierra and I were trying to think of what we wanted to do for an episode kind of last minute because we have stuff planned, you know, for the next couple weeks. But then for some reason this week, I guess we skipped we over, skipped over and it and didn't have an idea. Um, and come to find out, we haven't done an advice episode since January. So... We figured it would be a good time to fit one in, Um, and yeah, we said that you guys could ask about anything, so we'll see what you guys wanted advice on. Before we do that, we always like to just do a little catch-up, share anything that's new, and go over our weekly spotlights. And we do have some new stuff to share, so I think we probably share the same weekly spotlight that we have a brand new baby nephew. Yeah, so Haley gave birth on Monday, which is almost... It was like six days ago, I guess. We're recording this May on 1st. Sunday. And so we finally met uh, Henry, that's his name, uh, Tuesday, the next day. And so we've seen him a couple times. Well, just one other time since then. And then after we're done recording the podcast, we're going to go stop by and visit again. Um, so very fun, exciting. He's very cute. And I've only been around him, you know, a little bit, but he's been, you know, a good little baby. Mm-hmm. A I little definitely have been around him every time. I've only held him one time, just the first time we visited at the hospital, and then the last time we were at Haley's house, she was just kind of holding him the whole time. But the second I'm holding him and he starts crying, I'm gonna be like, "Someone take him! I don't know what to do." I'm not. I've not been around babies a ton throughout my life. Yeah, so it'll be new. It'll be good. Otherwise, um. <clears throat> Sierra and I were planning on going to Worlds of Fun this weekend, but the weather was just not in the cards for us. Although it was maybe a good thing because we got a text Friday night. Um, Maggie just all of a sudden sent a pic- sends a picture of herself at the airport saying that she was coming back home. And she was literally back the weekend before. So I think she this was like a last minute decision on her part to come meet the baby. And so had we been out of town, then we wouldn't have seen her quite as much. So it last all night... We didn't go, but then we didn't go because it was like raining here most of the day and it was raining in Kansas City most of the day. Like it just wasn't going to be worth it for like that to be the day we decide to like trek all the way down there and go, hopefully maybe soon. And so, but it did clear off a little bit later in the day. And so Sierra and, Sierra and I ended up going to get frozen yogurt. We went with our grandma and then we had been asking Maggie if she wanted to come join us. And then she was like, well, no, but you can come over to my dad's house and like hang out. We're just sitting outside on the patio and so then we all went over there. We were chatting for like two hours over there. So it was just like, it was, it was nice. The weather was, it kind of cleared up a little bit. So it was just like nice to be outside. The sun was actually out a little bit and it was warm. So. You know what's funny though was, so we went and got frozen yogurt. And we were chatting outside with our grandma. Meanwhile, Maggie and I are texting Maggie. And I know that Maggie had said like, don't tell anyone I'm coming home. You guys and my dad are the only one that knows. And so I knew she like wanted to kind of surprise my grandma in some sense, but it was like, mid-afternoon on Saturday so I was like maybe she's already seen Maggie I don't really know um but like while we were sitting down I hadn't mentioned Maggie or anything so we were talking about other stuff and then Maggie knew that we were getting frozen yogurt with her grandma so she knew that we were all together and Maggie texted Megan and I saying like come over when you guys are done so I just 
blurt out like, oh, Maggie said that we can go over to Jerry's house when we're done here. And as soon as I was saying that, I was like, does grandma know that Maggie's here? <laughs> like in my head. And then our grandma was like, what? And that's how I knew that she didn't know that Maggie was home. So then I was like, um, how do I? And I was like, I can't find a way out of this. Like I just said, Maggie said to come visit. But in my defense, I mean, Maggie wasn't like, I don't know if Maggie had any grand plan of like how she was, how or when she was going to surprise grandma. Well, I think she was just surprising anyone except wasn't us or Jerry. So, but anyways, so then I was like, well, Maggie is in town. So do you want to go see her at Jerry's house? Um, so then we all met up over there and it was a good time. And then also just one other funny thing related to that. So we drove separately because we just met our grandma at the frozen yogurt place and Maggie slash Jerry, cause that's her dad. They live pretty close. So if you like leave the parking lot and turn left across traffic, that's the fastest way to get there. Our grandma does not love driving. And so she didn't want to have to worry about crossing the two lanes of traffic or maybe four lanes. I don't know. So she was like, well, I'm going to turn right and then like turn left and then like I'm going to go the long way. So she was uh, about five minutes behind us by the time we got to Jerry's house. But yeah, it was good vibes. Mm-hmm. Good chill hangout vibes. Also, another thing related to um, Henry, his middle name is Alvin, which is our grandpa's first name. So Haley got to include his name in Henry's name. If it was a girl, they wouldn't have done any like name yeah. It was also, I don't know if we said anything specific on the podcast, but they had decided this whole time to not find out um, the gender. And so it was like, I think most people had kind of thought it was going to be a boy for whatever whatever reason. reason. Um, Although for some reason, day of, like when I found out Haley was in labor, for some reason I was like, I had like a feeling of like, I was going to get a picture of like a girl. They're going to be like, this is Sophia because that was like the girl name they picked out. So like I had a weird change of feeling like that day but I still overall like this whole time I've been saying it was going to be a boy and then our dad kind of had the opposite feeling where like he like originally said like oh I think it's going to be a girl so he like stuck with his story but then he said like the closer and closer it got he just felt like it was going to be a boy so yeah um I started my first full-time job on Monday um we had a whole week in our life if you guys want to like catch up on the actual week But needless to say, the first day was a little rough for me in the sense that it was very overwhelming of like, I was at where I'm at, I'm the only PT hired. And like this company is like that. My first day was like the company's first day at this skilled nursing facility because they had switched providers of who's providing therapy. And so I was like learning this whole new documentation system I've never worked with before and a building I've never been in with people that I didn't know. And I mean, I saw a lot more patients than I thought I was going to see on my first day, which like I get because I'm the only PT there and like it's their skilled, especially like they're supposed to get physical therapy X many days of the week. But I was like, whoa, I did not. I did not anticipate seeing this many patients day one. And then it was just a busy week, got better at the end. And then I know they're hiring another PTA, which is a physical therapy assistant who will hopefully take some of the patients that I was working so with. So Sierra is curious to see how this next week goes. I yeah. Think. I think they start on Monday. I'm not entirely sure. Um, otherwise, let's see. What else do we have kind of coming up? Um, we did, within the last week or two, we booked um, a flight to San Diego. We're going there for a bachelorette trip in August. And so we'd been pushing it off like, oh, like we'll buy, we'll worry about the flights a little bit later. But then... Um, we were finally like asked again about like, Hey, did you like finalize everything? And we had not. But then when I looked up flights, I found that they were like a good deal. So I was like, we just need to, we just need to buy them. And so, 
we did that. We also, here's the thing, next, within the next two weeks, I think I should be able to start putting in vacation days that, like, I know I need to put in. So I feel like that'll be nice just to have a sense of, like, I have this day off or I'm still whatever. I'm kind of stretched about figuring um, that out. And so, yeah, because I would like to take a day off for a wedding we have end of July. And then I'd like to take, I'm going to take like one day off, I think, <clears throat> for this bachelorette trip and then maybe just like switch a day that I'm working. But yeah, and then hopefully Memorial Day weekend is coming up soon and I hope I get the day off. I'm not even 100% sure, but like I also feel dumb asking because I know it's a holiday that like my company recognizes, but like I also don't know if that means I automatically get the holiday or if I just get like a paid differential or who decides what I don't know but I would like the day off <laughs> yeah I don't even know how that works for my company either um anyways do we have any other things tidbits to share mm, our backyard is annoying me because we have like a dandelion infest- infestation going on so we need to get some weed killer or something we need to tackle that at some point because it's like gonna spread like crazy um i will say that i hear rumblings of thunder as we're recording this right now so like i don't think you guys will be able to pick up or hear it but if we have like a crack of lightning or something while we're recording this just fair warning i guess um otherwise i'm gonna give a shout out to our instagram you should follow at according to on instagram that's where we post um different things we've also been posting um we've just been more active on there and i feel like it's actually um like we've been trying to put like good effort so we're not just posting random stuff that people don't care about we've been posting things that are hopefully somewhat engaging so we just posted shows that you guys could binge on netflix so go follow us engage with the content comment some things and of course when we do episodes like advice episodes um, that's where we post asking you guys to send stuff in. So that's where it's all at. That's where you got to follow. Okay. I have scrolled to the bottom. Okay. I'll stay at the top. So first thing that someone wants advice on is how do you find ways to have fun in free time? I find myself bored when I'm not working. This is something that we have definitely been trying to work on. And I think that like post-grad, you really like, it kind of hits you. You're like, this is the main thing I'm doing. I'm working most of the time because that's what you went to school for if you went to school or it's just like what you're supposed to be doing is you're working a full-time job for most people. And then oftentimes you get home and you're tired from the day. You kind of just want to relax, but you also feel like you're not capitalizing on just like living your life. It feels like your life starts to revolve around work. And so I know that we have definitely been trying to come up with you know, different ideas here and there on what can we do to live our days after we're done with work Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it's obviously still work in progress of like some days you're just not feeling it. And like you had this idea of like money and you're like, I don't want to like spend money every day of the week. Just like go do something. So I think that the best solution for this kind of idea is to have different tiers or levels, if you will, of like fun things you can do after work. Whether that's, like, what costs money, what doesn't. When can I, like, what can I do going out versus what can I do staying Mm -hmm. in. Because what can I do solo versus, like, organizing with friends or family. Mm -hmm. What can I do last minute versus more planned. Like, that kind of stuff. You have to 
realistically if we give you a ton of options you can't probably just like pick one out on some random day like some of them require more planning some of them require yeah. no planning so uh, something that we have done um you're doing trivia nights for a while and that was like a regular thing that we were doing on a weekly basis and the good thing about trivia nights is that no matter where you're located you can probably find one pretty close to where you're at mm-hmm. so and sometimes they're free sometimes they cost money the one that we were doing was free so that's always a bonus. Of course, if you're at like a restaurant or bar or something, you'll probably like order food, drinks, whatever, which will cost money. Yeah. I actually also, um, for some reason this week, I was like, I had a lot of like shorter days this week. So then I was kind of like thinking of, you know, on these days where I'm like kind of getting off a little bit earlier, like what am I doing besides just like going home and doing absolutely nothing? So <clears throat> I made a list. We'll see how helpful it is or not. But I, it's solo things to make the most of my days. I actually made this on May 3rd. So how timely for this question. Um, one thing I wrote down was I could read my book and I could always like go somewhere else to do it. I could, of course, come home and read. I could go to a coffee shop and read. I could go just to a park and do it. I could go to a beach and do it. Um, I've also been like literally horrible with my reading recently. So I haven't been doing that quite so much. Um, but that's always an option that is not going to really cost money, um, in most cases. So just a nice, easy, simple thing. Second thing then was just beach as it's getting nicer. I could always go do that on my own. Even if it's not a beach, like if you've got like a nice park nearby where you just want to go lay in the sun, like same type of maybe you live in an apartment with a pool or something. Right. Just like where you can just go relax and enjoy the sun. Or I know people like in New York will just go and like lay out in Central Park. So just like. If you want to go lay out somewhere and you don't, that doesn't bother you, you could do that. This next one I've actually been doing <clears throat> quite a bit, and it's because it's been rainy and windy, but walking around a mall. I I know malls can be dangerous, tricky places, because if you're someone who's a spender, then maybe you're just walking around and really wanting to buy a lot of different things. I'm someone where I feel like when I walk around a mall, I like I get so tired of the idea of shopping and buying things like you'd rather just walk and so i'd rather just walk around and like look at things and maybe get ideas and if something really sticks with me enough then like go back i'll keep it in mind but um it's like besides going and doing like my workouts three or four days a week um and obviously like i'm somewhat active during my work day but otherwise like i kind of come home and just like maybe don't do a whole lot so it's been like a good excuse to like just be walking around somewhere and not or if just you, doing nothing. Or if you want some extra motivation, like we just went to the mall yesterday. It, granted, it wasn't during the workday, but like I got myself a Starbucks and we just were walking around and I was like, this is nice because a week or two before that, we like got Starbucks and we went on a walk like that. I could see that becoming a thing for yeah. us. Starbucks and walk. So even if it's not nice outside, malls are always an option to go mm-hmm. walk around a little bit. Um, or even Movies. like a lot of times if you're at like a decent mall, like and it's nice outside, you can even like Maybe yeah, there's like a inside, trail or something. Outside, like at a trail or near like a pond or something. That would be a nice little ambiance. Um, Movies. Another thing. Yeah, I don't have that written. Actually, no, I didn't have it written. No, yeah, I did have it written. Movie slash matinee because if I get off early enough, maybe I should be able to go to, and I wrote down with grandma, question mark. Because so, I, I mean, the good thing about a movie someone. is that you can go like as high level or as low level you want. You can like full on go to the movie theater, get the whole nine yards, popcorn, snack, drink, and see like the newest movie that came out or you can say let's like schedule a movie night maybe make it like more purposeful of like we'll get some snacks for home because mm-hmm. like anyone can watch a movie like any but if you want to make it like a time 
like change into your you pajamas, something more. Get some like cozy up on either your couch or your bed or wherever you want to watch the movie. Like make it more of a moment, and mm-hmm. then I feel like that will contribute to you feeling like it was an activity that was planned and not just while I'm bored at home. So I guess I'll watch a movie. Um, I had workout. Like if I wanted to like rearrange my schedule a little bit and I had more time this day and then wanted to take it out somewhere else or just, you know, add another one in. Um, organize or clean things. Like if you've been meaning to tackle a project at home and you haven't been getting around to it, then maybe deciding, okay, I'm going to tackle this project today or after work. Um, Look for local events happening near you. Sometimes yeah. those kinds of things and are hit or miss. It's one of those things where like you almost, you do need to do like, just like, browse a little bit beforehand so you're aware of any upcoming things that might be interesting to you you could use facebook and look at events that are posted on there you could of course use like most cities if they're big enough have like a page you can use mm-hmm. that have like different i events. even we didn't end up going to this but i was looking at stuff just like a month or so ago and there was this local indie bookstore like cookie crawl that like i would have probably gone to like it would have been fun but i think we were I think March Madness was going on, so we were watching March Madness. But, like, I wouldn't have known about that anyways if I didn't look it up. And so mm-hmm. just try and find things, like, in that, like, in your local area that are happening, like, every once in a while. Yeah. And then this is a mix of, like, a not expensive thing to do, but then also, like, for a more expensive thing. But I always like looking or exploring weekend trip options or flights. So, like, that activity in itself is something that's kind of fun for me to just, like, think about. So that's something you could do after work that's not going to cost money. However, the actual planning and booking of a possible trip, um, you know, is going to cost money. But at the same time, like, it's a fun thing to look forward to. And then you have, like, that little getaway escape that is going to be coming up in the future that will hopefully help keep you motivated and excited as you're getting through your work day. Um, And also, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, it's fun to do things like spontaneously and on a whim, but you're probably not going to get very good prices when you do that. So, you know, there needs to be a little bit of planning and prep involved. And so oftentimes, like just going through and exploring, like I don't have usually any specific location or destination in mind when I'm browsing Google Flight stuff because I just want it to tell me the best prices for whatever it is. And then I see, you know, if there's any conceivable thing that I could or would want to make happen for a trip. So... Yeah, and also Megan and I are probably going to try and start playing pickleball occasionally mm-hmm. when the weather stops raining um, as it's getting nicer out. I need to, like, relook at the rules, I think. I know. I'm like, it's been a while. I am not entirely sure I remember how to play, so. Yeah, I know some people like to do, I mean, golf, obviously. I don't really know what that costs, if like, for I, a driving range or anything. If I was better at golf, like. I was, I, like, thinking, should we take golf lessons? I don't. Do you I have think, to bring your own clubs when you do that? I don't, I don't know. I think clubs. I would be embarrassed to, like, take golf lessons even. I know you're paying someone to, like, teach you how to be better. I just feel like as those, like, top golf and kind of stuff comes to Des Moines, True. aren't we going to want to do that at some point? And we don't know how to hit a golf club? Like, I have to learn I just somehow. feel like I should just, like, try by myself first and see if just, like, practice. I would almost rather just, like, pay someone to tell me what to do. Anyways. So, maybe we'll... Some people Explore do some golf in our future. Um, disc golf, right? That's like the frisbee yeah. golf. People do that if they have, if you have those set up where you're at. Um. Okay. So someone else asked about advice for setting boundaries and sticking to them. This could be like this, this is such so broad. an open-ended question. Like, there's so many different things you can set boundaries for. 
Um, you know what I like to do sometimes? Make a note on your phone of like what your said boundaries are because sometimes like writing them down and like coming up with strict rules or parameters for those boundaries holds you more accountable to either you maintaining the boundary mm -hmm. or if you like are setting the boundary for someone else like having something to look back on and say did they break this boundary because you can get very wishy-washy you with your boundaries have. if it's not firmly written down you can be like well did they really do this or like did i really cross the line here and you can be more forgiving which like when maybe you shouldn't be mm -hmm. if you really want to stick to those boundaries i feel like also um boundaries can kind of like be they can go in two different directions you can have boundaries for yourself that are like set in stone that you're like this is like what i'm doing for myself this is like how i'm protecting my peace or whatever it may be and those are often like communicated to other people necessarily it's just something you're aware of and that you're keeping track of because it's no you know what's what's best for yourself but then there's also other boundaries where like you need to communicate the boundaries with someone else because otherwise they're not going to know that they're crossing said boundary that you have or whatever else so i just think it's important that you're aware of that and that it's not going unsaid and you're just like expecting someone to know that a boundary is in place when they might not have any way of knowing that and then just being firm i always just think like if someone is doing something actively where like they're crossing a boundary right now i always feel like i'm gonna say something because if you don't bring it up then then they're not gonna think it's that big of a deal and I just feel like if it's a very strict boundary that you have in place, then you need to make sure that it's, it's being, being corrected followed. when it happens. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next question, or thing that someone needs advice on. Someone said how to stay motivated for school. So, thankfully, Megan and I are no longer in school. Um, but we did pretty well in school. And so I think that one of the motivators for us was always, like, having that end goal of, you know, PT school specifically, I think, helped keep us on track for undergrad. But in physical therapy school, we still kept pretty good grades, even though we technically didn't really have to. Um and honestly, it's hard for me to, like, give, like, a ton of rules for how I think you should be motivated when, like, I was very intrinsically motivated. It's always discipline, too. It's not so much I'm super motivated to go study for this test. It's like, no, I just know that I haven't studied a whole lot for this test and I need to study for this test. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was always motivated, like, to get good grades would be, like, motivating for me. And I know grades aren't always motivating for other people. So... If grades do not motivate you. I think you. that what you have to do is you, you have to make the process as least painful, painful as possible. Yeah, as painless as possible. Like, how do you say this? And so there's different ways you can do it. And like, obviously, some of these things could make it so maybe you're not getting like the most efficient study session. But if it makes it less painful to do so, then maybe it's worth the give and take a little bit. So it could be maybe you're going to go study with friends. And you know what? You might get a little bit distracted as you're studying but maybe it's more maybe it's easier to get yourself to do that and think okay I can get through studying a couple hours with my friends than it is to just like 
think about sitting down by yourself in your apartment and studying. It also can be if you're with the right group of friends, it can almost help you study more efficiently, especially if you're studying with someone who knows something that maybe you don't know as well or you know an area better than someone else because teaching to other people mm-hmm. is one of the most effective ways of studying. And like sometimes when you're studying alone, it can be very easy to just do like that kind of finger down the page, reading, 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 got it, flip to the next one, mm-hmm. which like I'm guilty of doing that too. But sometimes it's not the most efficient way of studying. So it can be efficient if you study with friends. Other things too could be, I know that Sierra and I always had like kind of different um, ways we would go about like our day, especially on like a weekend where we were focusing on studying. And so like it would be pretty common for us to maybe wake up Sunday morning, we go work out or something, and then maybe we stop somewhere to study before we head back to our apartment a little bit, like kind of just make... A little outing of it like almost like scheduled study time where it's like okay we work out for an hour we study for three hours then we're back home for lunch and then we study in the afternoon if we have to like it depends on what's going on obviously but instead of just saying well i need to study today so i guess i'll just start yeah time blocking can help too because then maybe it's a little less dreadful you're like okay i just gotta put the time in for x amount of hours and then i'm moving on with my day because i need to or i have other things i need to do um pomodoro method was something that we would do where you do 25 minutes on five minutes off you do four rounds of that and then you're supposed to get half hour break um i've seen people do it's called like anime doro but it's really just because it's like based off of the length of anime episodes where you study for an hour and get a 20 minute break and then you just alternate back and forth with that so like finding any sort of you know on off time study method that works for you can be helpful um trying to think of anything else for staying motivated something that i would also do if i was like trying to or i guess if i was like trying to be the clock i'd say okay my goal will be to either study this material completely or study for two hours and whichever one happens first that's like when i'll be done Mm -hmm. so i'd be like motivated to try and learn the material as fast as possible so it could be done as soon as possible before the two hour mark but then obviously sometimes you overestimate um how much time it takes to study something yeah I feel like also active studying is always best, but there are some situations or topics where maybe like there is actually like a viable means of passive studying where you could like pull up a YouTube video to try and like learn a little bit more about something. So intermixing that stuff in to your study sessions too can be helpful just because then you're not like on the entire time and you've got a little bit of passive studying where you're just soaking in some information and it's a little bit less painful than active studying. So hopefully those are all ideas for you Mm -hmm. you got this you can do it um let's see this is interesting how to get a shy boy that likes you to admit that he likes you how do you know he likes you (laughs) um this is hard so we had more context of like how they know each other like do you see them at school do you see them around campus do you see them at the gym are they in your friend group? I feel like if you're so positive he likes you, then like, you make why move. don't you go and make the first move? And then he'd probably be very glad that you did. I always hear guys are so glad when girls make the first move. I hear that too. But I'm just I like, could never. you know, I don't think that could be me. You know, like the joke, the running joke I see on TikTok sometimes where it's like the girl's like me smiling at you, like is me making the yeah. move. Like that is the most I could do. No, for me, like, if I were to be somewhere and, like, find someone attractive, like, and I know this is, like, a common thing and reaction that, like, people do, but it's, like, I would maybe make eye contact and immediately look away because I'm just, like, 
I can't look at that person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, too distracted. Um, so yeah, like I wouldn't even like be smiling at that person. I like because you know, like in in theory, I always kind of like think about the gym because I feel like that's the only place I ever see other people. Just because I'm like, you know, it's interesting. Home, because you guys know, Sierra and I aren't like really like people who go out a whole lot. Like we did a couple times in PT school, but it was usually like with other classmates, like being the initiators. I feel like two people. I'm like, that's not enough. Especially no, like us right. as who we are. We need other people to be going with. Our stepbrother got married last weekend. And so last Friday, they had like a little welcome party rehearsal dinner thing. And it was in, it was downtown Des Moines. And after that, Sierra and I were like, okay, Insomnia Cookies is really close by. We're going to walk and get some. And it was just like, you know, it was a Friday night. Like people were so out going around. I'm like, dang, this is where all the people my age are at. Like, I could just go out right now yeah. if I wanted I was like, to. Like we could go into that bar right there and, and we're out. It's just like a double-edged sword because it's like in theory. Well, you know what it is, I think, is that if it was just two people but we like we did drink, like we did like I don't know, I think drinking it's like, is like the big thing that you know, you, you do at a bar you obviously. Have a purpose of like, well, I'm going and I'm able to do that on my own versus like if it's just us, we show up and we're like, "Hey, we're here. Um, can I get a Coke, please?" Yeah. Like I feel like that's also a barrier for us. Yeah. I don't think it would be as weird if we did drink. We could go to the bar and it would be fine. Yeah. We could technically go anyways. I'm aware. You don't have to drink at a bar. But I just feel like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. I just like had like this weird like thought of like, huh, me forgetting that people like go out and That's why I'm like, like if that. we had one other friend, even if we just had one person who like did drink, then it's like, oh, like we're with you. And like, then I could and order like whatever I want. to go out. And oh, like you dragged me down <laughs> here. Um... And then sometimes, too, because, like, Sierra and I are both, like, how can we meet people, like, and, like, dating-wise, too, I'm kind of talking about, like, without being stuck on a dating app, because I think we're both just, you know, it's not really working, (laughs) and so it's, like, okay, realistically, going out to a bar is, like, one of the few set in stone, this has been happening for centuries centuries now, (laughs) and, uh, but, yeah, I just... We need to go to more baseball games. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that TikTok of, uh, is that like a Cubs game yeah, maybe? Of like this guy, they ha- he had talked to another up. girl, but then like I think they separated and then he was like, the whole stadium worked together to get that guy's phone up to that girl so she could put her yeah. number in or something. I think that the Cubs hosted them for like their <laughs> date or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just had that like epiphany moment last weekend and I don't know if that's going to change any of what I do or anything like that but i mean here's the thing is that i'm not opposed to going out like when we'd go out with friends and stuff it would be fun i know but like just the two of us i know (laughs) kind of makes me i'm not quite sure that's kind of i don't know about that yeah and then also too like i'm horrible at small talk so if on the off chance someone does decide to come up and talk to me would i respond "Ah." well or, like, I, within probably two seconds, would know if I was, like, am I interested in this person or am I not? And then... If you're not. If I'm not, like, having to learn, like, figure out how to, like, escape that conversation. I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking too much and it's not that deep. Probably. That's probably the case. Anyway, we haven't even, like, responded to what this person was asking. So, you know this guy likes you, but he's shy. I would say that if you can talk to him, I don't know what level you do know him, but assuming you know he likes you, you know him a little bit. So I'd say just, like, talk to him more frequently. Maybe you can make the first move by, like, saying, like, oh, like, let's do you have any plans this weekend? Or let's go to lunch. Or, because, like, if he likes you, 
then he should say yes. yes and then um like he doesn't have to like fully admit like oh i like you if he keeps agreeing to go and do things and maybe he starts initiating and i think it builds his plans, confidence hopefully then you know you're on your way so like you're honestly if what you say is true you're in golden ticket area if like you're interested in him too yeah. and you already know he likes you you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i have to pull one up now let's see um someone said i've had a gymnastics injury how can i come back from it and build up my confidence again that's always tough especially when you like do something get hurt and maybe you're like oh i need to like learn how to do that still but i'm kind of freaking out from it i'm trying to think of an injury that i had that like would held me back from a specific skill i don't know if there's one specifically like i definitely got hurt but it was on skills that i had been doing for a while so it's not like i was learning it i don't think um do you have any specific thing that you can remember of like an injury that held you back from like, i don't know if this is like skill? it didn't necessarily hold me back because i still did go back and ended up doing the skill but when i uh had my full and then at some point in my gymnastics career like i kind of just started getting really confused with where i was at in space and so there was one time where i did my full it was it went wrong and weird and i landed not great on my knee so i did get injured from that but it wasn't super serious like it healed fine and i didn't have to do anything super specific for it except for just like let it rest and after that like when i came back i wasn't necessarily scared i was just kind of like i really got to figure out like, like what the like, heck how is do I do this? going on so i don't get hurt again and so, um, but like, I like don't fully remember how I did that. And honestly, like finishing up my gymnastics career, like I was never super confident in when I was doing my fold. I was just kind of like, we'll see what happens. You know what's funny? I just air. went back and watched our final gymnastics meet, just like parts of it because someone had commented recently on that video. And so I was like, oh, like, let me go and watch. They said I had a really good fold. So I was like, let me watch my fold. And they like commented you on your Valdez on beam. And I went and watched your fold because I always watch your fold during that routine i'm like how'd you do that because yeah. it was just a strange like your arm kind of loops around weird and i just it was a fine full best full you probably did all season right it probably was but, but i don't really know how you did it normal um i think part of it is like whenever you have a mental barrier for any sort of gymnastics skill you have to try and like break it down mm-hmm. and as much as you can take it like step by step and like you have to truly relearn it of like, if I've got other mats nearby that I can use, or if I'm starting on, like, a low beam or a line on the floor, like, you have to work on rebuilding your confidence so that you've get, you get the repetition in of successful attempts, skill, but you're being successful and you're saying, okay, this is what I'm doing that's working. Like, I remember for me, like, by handsprings on beam, like, that was a skill that took me a long time to really even build up the nerve to, like, try and attempt and get seriously and um it started with just like a lot of work on the low beam a lot of work on the floor getting consistent with that and then eventually bringing uh like the giant mats under the beam and i was always like a very visual person in terms of like setting up for a skill that was a little bit more effort i was always like this is my approach and this is like when i know it feels good or i would always like sit down on the beam and like put my hands on the beam exactly how i wanted them to go on there because like that was the most important part is making sure my hands Hit the get beam. where they're supposed to be. And so it's just like kind of making that muscle memory 
to feel the most confident in going into that skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I truly think that don't like come back when everything's healed and say, okay, let's try that skill again, just like how I was doing before. Break it down, take a few steps back, and kind of go back into relearning mode of, okay, here's like the level that I was successful at. If you're doing like a full, for example, say like, okay, I know I can do my layout. Like my layout's fine. Warm up, warm up your layout and then say, okay, if I just had my layout and I was learning how to do a full, maybe I go to trampoline, maybe I go to tumble track, maybe I tumble to the pit, whatever you have, you know, available to you and build it back up appropriately. And hopefully that'll help kind of boost your confidence, remind you that you can do the skill or that you are capable of doing the skill. This is an interesting question. Someone said, how to get comfortable asking questions slash think of questions during field work. And they asked another question that oh lets God. me know they're in OTA school. And so that's an interesting question because honestly, like, it's kind of hard. No, because then you sound like you seem so uninterested when they turn you and you're like, any questions? And you're like, no. I feel like what's hard is as a student, you're so often just like processing like what it is that they're doing. And maybe occasionally questions do pop up in your head. But like, I'm in such a mode of just like, observing and trying to make sure that I'm not drowning and um questions don't always come up like I'll be the first to admit and so my advice to you I mean in terms of like being comfortable asking questions like if you've got a question ask because they would probably love to know that you're thinking and having questions pop up um in terms of thinking of questions um Something that I would try and do if we would, like, you know, I was, like, at a place for a week or something, we kind of, like, I'd start seeing these repetitive treatments and stuff that we would do, and I was, like, why are we doing it for, like, you know, XYZ patient population? Then I'd say, okay, I maybe understand, like, why we're doing this treatment for this person, but, like, why are we doing it for this person? And, like, trying to build up some, like, cross-reference mm-hmm. of, you know, why is this treatment effective for different patients? Yeah. Or you could always ask about, like, kind of in this physical therapist or occupational therapist experience, um, how long are they usually doing this type of treatment before they then progress on to the next thing? Oh, what things are they looking honestly, for? Honestly, as, like, someone who's learning, ask about discharge planning. Ask about, like, typical rehab times because you don't yeah. know any of that stuff. Yeah. Or, like, how often would you see this person? Like, what's a good frequency, frequency in your opinion, to be seeing them? Because, like... If you're an assistant, then I guess you don't technically do that. But, like, when you're the therapist, like, it's quite literally just up to you and what you think is appropriate. And I do think there's, like, generally rules and, like, timelines that a lot of therapists follow. So, even if you're, like, a new grad, you kind of know what you can put. But at the same time, or also, too, like, um, at least, like, I'm kind of figuring out, too, since I'm working in a setting that has, like, PT and OT works very closely together like, it's okay to ask the other discipline, like, how long do you think you're going to have this person on? Like, what's your expected timeline? Because then it's a little helpful to know that, oh, like, we're kind of thinking the same things and, like, we'll probably be going through, like, from eval to discharge maybe around the same time and that just helps with keeping everyone on the same page. Um, Yeah. Someone said that they would like advice for dealing with stress and burnout. I think there's like different things that I do in my mind when I get stressed. I certainly experienced quite a bit of stress last week. And honestly, I never like really FaceTime Megan for anything, but I was so overwhelmed after work last week. I was like, 
I need to FaceTime you because like I'm just so overwhelmed. And so that helped for a little bit. So maybe if you like can call a friend or your mom or whatever, sometimes it's just nice to like vent about like if you're feeling stressed about sometimes you just want to tell people and it also helps with like verbal processing of like trying to articulate what it is that's stressing you out Mm -hmm. because if i'm just like sitting there in my car like being stressed and freaking out i'm like maybe not even thinking about what's bothering me versus if i'm talking to megan i had to like articulate this was stressing me out this happened this happened that like and maybe i have things that can help or not or maybe at least you know okay if i can if this can improve as I'm working this week, then maybe that'll help decrease levels of stress that you're feeling mm-hmm. and things like that. Or like just come with a plan of attack of like, you have your list now of stressors. What can you do to maybe mitigate some of those stress levels? As far as burnout, I mean, it's, I feel like burnout is just inevitable and it comes in cycles of sometimes you're burnt out and then you kind of find your way out of it and then you get back into it. <laughs> I feel like this is like, not really like anything under our control but i do think that sometimes um like the changing of the seasons can at least be something helpful even though like you don't control it but like we're in a transition period between spring and summer and oftentimes i do think that people are just like wow i didn't realize that i like was in a period of seasonal depression and at least now coming into spring and summer you just feel better like you're in a better mood And so I hope that can be the case for you at least a little bit. Um, And then in terms of just being or feeling burnt out, I feel like you have to try and find different things that refuel you or recharge you, whether that's being someone that just goes home and relaxes and charges that way, or it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of finding like that work-life balance after like when you're in postgrad another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And so I feel like when you're burnt out, you feel like you have no energy or brain processing power to really do anything else. And so it's about finding ways to fuel that so that you don't feel burnt out anymore. So, and it's just like a day-to-day thing that Mm -hmm. you more or less have to kind of work on. And I always think, touching back on to what you said about finding other things, I think that if you feel burnt out, usually I feel like it's work or school that people get burnt out in. Like Megan said, trying to find those fun activities or tasks or things that, you know, fuel your fire so that you might not, like, get out of that burnt out slump right away for work or school, but you have something else that's, like, building your fire. And if, like, if your life improves in that sense, then I feel like it will transfer into being maybe more motivated for school or for work. And potentially get you out of that burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said, I'm 25 and single. All my friends are in a relationship. And I'm feeling lonely as if I don't fit in. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> um, and it's not like we have like a million friends in relationships either. But um, we are both single. So you can relate in that sense. I think 
it's not necessarily i mean i understand the desire for a relationship and i'm not trying to like demonize the desire for a relationship because i get it but i do think that there are other ways to feel less lonely that don't involve getting into a relationship yeah i also feel like um this isn't exactly like the same as what you're talking about but oh well um because i don't know if you're talking about you feel lonely in terms of like if you're hanging out with your friends and then their significant others are also there and then you're just there on your own i feel like you don't have to view that as being like a lonely or relationship type of thing hopefully you enjoy your like your friends significant others company and they're just like your friends to be around and hopefully maybe even your friends Sierra and I, when we were on our little Starbucks walk a couple weeks ago, we were just chatting and Sierra was saying, like, I hope that, like, whenever, like, I'm dating someone or Sierra's dating someone, like, the other is very happy to just third wheel along because ideally we're all friends and get along and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be just like a, there's them together. Megan's with her boyfriend, but, like, they asked me to come with, so, like, I guess I'll go. Yeah, like the idea is that you know I'd want to go with them because hopefully you feel well dating someone who is welcoming to me, and I think they're good together. Like that's the goal. And so hopefully, like maybe if you reframe these situations as just like this, you're part of the group. Your friends are still your friends, and just because they have significant others doesn't mean that you can't have friendships with them too in the context of like that large group setting. And so I think just reframe it as like not just like, like couples versus me it's like the groups getting together. together um and maybe that will help in a different sense you know it's okay to schedule girls nights too where you say okay girls no boyfriends tonight we're all doing this activity like we're having a movie night we're going out whatever it is but like it's gals night and i think that most of the time given enough you know time and like notice Girls like to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like girls like to have some it's free good time for away from their relationships to just have their own things to do as well. So now, if it's the other end of the spectrum where it's not loneliness in the sense of like you're single in a group of people in a relationship, but you're saying, "I see all my friends in relationships, and I would like to be in a relationship." That's kind of a different scenario that we're talking about. So I mean, I could say like, "Oh, you like try like the dating apps, like, try whatever." You idealize you always idealize the idea of being in like the perfect relationship but what always kind of helps me this like looking down on other people in their relationship is not like healthy (laughs) healthy probably but sometimes it helps me in the sense that like i would rather be single than with someone who do you want me to bring the quote back up that i found on tiktok there was a quote that someone typed out on tiktok that I thought was funny. And I was like, I'd rather have people wonder why I'm single than wonder why I'm with him. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> a good it was one. Just, it was funny because it's just a reminder that like, you don't have to be in a being relationship. Being in a relationship is not the end all be successful all. thing of like, okay, I've made it now. Like, Because sometimes you see two people together and you're just like, they do not work, but they're in a relationship. So, so like, are they successful? Because sometimes people will deem someone's success in some ways based off of their relationship status. Yeah. And that's not always true. And it's like, like trust okay, me when I, I have say standards and knowing what you want and saying like I haven't found that person yet and so like I am still going yeah. to remain in my singleness. And what always helps me, I think first working on truly enjoying your own company and enjoying yourself, building up a life where you just enjoy and have fun doing whatever it is that you want to do and not overly romanticizing the period of being in a relationship because I know that while I fought, like I have ebbs and flows of like oh, I wish I was in a relationship. 
I know that whenever I do enter into a relationship, there will inevitably be a time where I'm like, when I was single, it was like kind of nice just being able to like do truly like whatever I wanted Mm -hmm. without having to worry about anyone else. I agree. And so I also think it's important to not just say, I want a relationship, but like I want to find my person. Yeah. Because like I could get into a relationship next week probably if I wanted to. Like if I just like found someone on a dating app, we went on a couple dates, it went okay. I was like, well, should we date then? Like in theory, yeah, you could do that. People, and what's always fun too is maybe like I'm bringing up this up as like a sideline. You can live through other people because Brenna Berg on TikTok <laughs> has been. Sierra and I have been loving keeping up to date yeah. with her different updates because she was single and then has been sharing her dating experience dating with uh, this guy that she's been going on dates with and now like they're basically in a relationship and it's just also but like watching that has been like nice for me to see one because I like I love living vicariously through her. But I'm just like, it was so evident after like that first day with whoever she might potentially be dating now that she was like so invested, so into him. And it was just kind of like a reality check for me of like, I got on dates where I was like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But like, then I'd keep going on dates and it's just like, it's okay, I guess. So it's like a reality check for me to say, okay, I should be like really excited about this person that I'm seeing if I think that Ideally, I, like, they're my yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that you're not trying to find a person, but you're trying to find your person can help, I think, say, you know, it's not the time yet. That's how I try and look at it. Okay. This one I think is interesting. So it says, needing advice in navigating an awkward friendship with an ex post-breakup. Mostly in terms of kind of like, what are the boundaries that you would expect are you friends with your ex? to take after breakup? Which is kind of what I was going to say. Um, I cannot imagine I am a someone, single scenario where I would remain friends with an ex. I, I could remain friendly. where... As soon as, like, because I've had one breakup after, like, a two-month relationship, so it was not that deep at all, and nothing bad happened to cause the breakup, and so initially, it was just, like, I still followed him on, like, social media, and I was, like, I'm just not gonna talk to him, but then I was just, like, why? <laughs> like, because I don't, I'm not gonna see him in any other context now, like, I don't need to be keeping up to date uh, with his You wouldn't run into him his just, life. Like, randomly. I wasn't we didn't run in the same circles or anything. And so I just decided, I think it's easiest to just unfollow and everything. Like you don't have to block him. I didn't freaking block him. I think I just did like, I just unfollowed him. I didn't make him unfollow me even. Cause I was like, people get mad about that. You know, it's up to you. You know that some people like want, if they unfollow someone, they want you to remove them as a follower. Cause they're like, I'm not your fan. Well, they can. No, I usually do. Friends. I usually do what you do because I'm like, it's your prerogative. You want to follow me or not. Um, and so I just think it's the best, most healthy way to probably move forward after breakup um, because I just think if you break up, you got to probably just cut everything off. So yeah. in terms of navigating an awkward friendship, maybe to me, it just shouldn't be a friendship. Does this mean like they have to be like in the same friend group or something, probably. right? Which I get because if you're in a relationship with someone long enough or if you maybe started out as a friend group and then you started dating after that, then you don't want to like break the friend group up. So depending on how large, large, you kind of got to like compartmentalize the friend group. Yeah. Like, like oh, if I'm they're here with Sally and Sarah and whoever. Or maybe it's like, I know that my ex is going to be at said get together. Maybe that's not the one I'm going to go to. And then maybe you'll catch another hangout some other time. Like to me, if your group is big enough, then like just don't hang out by them when you get together. And if you can avoid them at all costs, like I would do that because if I was dating someone and broke up with them i'd probably be like yeah i just don't really need to see them <laughs> so uh, therefore i won't yeah um but yeah. yeah i mean 
we don't know the context of your breakups. We don't know if there's any bad blood between you guys. If there is bad blood, to me, that's more reason of like, we're not seeing each other anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we cannot, we cannot visualize one another ever again. If it was just (laughs) like, you're just not into each other, then like, you know, pleasantries, small talk, whatever is fine. But like, you don't have to be best. You don't have to be friends with them now that you're broken up. So sorry if that's not really helpful advice that you were hoping for, but that's my honest opinion of what you should do. Um, I think this is kind of the, I guess here's one. Someone said, time management, productivity, tips to consistently go to the gym. Unfortunately, Megan and I, starting working full-time hours, have become morning gym people, mm-hmm. which is not really my choice. To be honest, I have actually been okay with my morning workout because I still can get up at like 6.30 and make it all work. Sierra's got to get up a little bit earlier. But um, even just like during our rotations when we would get up to work out like you would get up at 5 30 wouldn't yeah. you yeah there was a couple times i got up at 4 30 but then i was like this is not sustainable for me so then i switched to working out after work because i got off at like 3 30 um i, so think, I think that you have to find because here's the thing ideally you always see like the morning workout people it's kind of like ugh, they've got their life together they know what they're doing but like but you, you can have work out to whenever work you want what's fe- like you have to do what's feasible for you if you are not a morning person and getting up to try and work out in the morning is like the most awful thing you could possibly think of then maybe it's not for you and maybe you're okay. someone who likes to work out at 8 p.m that's fine it doesn't make you any less productive sometimes too like i'm someone who like i gotta admit i love having a gym membership and having somewhere to go to work out and having like more equipment but it also takes more time to drive to a gym drive back you know, am I getting ready there versus like coming home? So if you're someone who is worried about time management, then maybe working out at home is more feasible for you. Or working out outside, going on a run, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want Me to do. That's even a thing. I'm like, I don't run. Working out so. outside. Um, so doing that kind of stuff. I think first you have to pick your when. And it doesn't have to be like you're, you know, I go in the morning only. Because there'll be like times. Something that helps me too is kind of like, this is life. We're flexible. Things change. It does not have to be like a set schedule every single week that doesn't change. Like ideally, I think it's good to have a, an I, idea. Ideally, I work out, you know, my Monday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings before work. But I woke up last week on Thursday morning and I quite honestly just didn't feel like working out. And I was like, I'll work out Friday after work. It's fine. Like, so be flexible because that's how you're going to not be like, oh, I failed. I didn't do it. And now I'm just like, behind. gonna fall off. I just, I changed what I was doing. And it's Mm -hmm. all going to be fine. Like, it's just life. I think also coming up with an expectation of a realistic workout time for you. Like, as far as how long you're working out. Some people are like, I'm working out for an hour and a half. Couldn't catch me doing that. Megan and I, we work out for 45 minutes. And I swear to God, that's if we're lucky. Yeah. Also, like, if the workday is taking so much out of you, maybe you like to work out more on the weekends. And, like, you don't have to do... Like, you decide how often you're working out a week. You decide how long you're working out during the week. You could always do, like, you work out Saturday, Sunday. And, like, you don't have to do, like, four workouts a week if you don't want to, is what I'm saying. Or you could do, like, walks during the weekday, especially if you have a dog. That's mm-hmm. a good way to be active, but also get your dog out of the house. And maybe you like pickleball or some, like, actual physical activity that you do for fun. It's called NEAT, non-exercise activity something what is that called non-exercise activity something i don't know i forgot that was even a thing um it's just the idea of like you don't have to like structure like a gym workout to be active 
you could have whatever you want be your physical activity. So just build it into your day, have it be things you enjoy, and that would probably help you be the most sustainable. Well, I think that does it for all of our questions that we were running into. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and if we touched on the advice that you were wanting, hopefully it was helpful. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.